0: <coughs> hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Killer A
1: podcast where we smoke...
0: ...and talk about killers, gaspers, and cryptids.
1: My name's Licknamok. My pronouns are he, him.
0: My name's Lady Cocktenberg. My pronouns are they, she.
1: Welcome to episode 7, Tamla Horsford. Uh, Katie... What's your vibe this week, my dude?
0: Okay, so have you heard of the Warrior Cats? The Warrior Cats? The books? No. No? Wait, you seriously haven't heard of Warriors?
1: I mean, I know that, oh I know that you've talked gosh. to me about them, but yes. I have not. So,
0: they're four separate series. Each series has... But they're all connected. They're in the same world. So, there's a bunch of different clans that the cats live in. Mm-hmm. And they call humans two legs. But, you know, they they there's, do. like, the famous cats from each series. There's, like, Cinder Pelt and Tiger Star. And, like, star titles not- at the end, they have... So, it's, like, Tiger Blah. But when they're a, a child, it's Tiger Paw. And then when they become, like, an adult or a cat in training, they get another, like, little is it surname i suppose yeah. Surname, yeah yeah and uh then if you become like a leader like Elio. Star. and then if you become a leader you get star after your name so anyways um... they made a bunch of little poly pockets oh did you cats. buy them I just got paid, so I think I'm going to. uh, So that's my vibe today.
1: That's fun. That's exciting.
0: I'm very excited. I remember when I finished it and I was in my great-grandmother's house and Mm -hmm. my brother and I were house-sitting, I finished like the last book of the fourth series and I'd spent all of middle school with this book series. Mm -hmm. I loved these books. Didn't have friends because of them type, you know? Like they were my everything. And then I texted my best friend, like, this long-ass text. It was, like, five paragraphs about why I loved Warriors so much. And I was just, like, crying in my great-grandmother's house.
1: That's sad.
0: It was eighth grade. So does that make it less sad? It's more like, oh, my God, can they get a life? (laughs) Well, I
1: mean, it's still important to you. It held on.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I love Warriors. If I could, if they made an animated series, be there. On it on it i would watch
1: it at first when you said it my brain was like thundercats 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 when i was like it's not thundercats
0: not thundercats no but they do have the thunder clan i think
1: oh wow yeah
0: so what's your vibe
1: <laughs> my vibe is uh for everybody who's been here since day one you know when i had to feed linguini live mice oh yeah dogs please stop <laughs> apologize to everyone in the meantime there are two dogs behind us they're just rabid animals but when i used to have to feed Linguini live i don't have to do that anymore uh she ate her very first frozen to thawed mouse
0: oh i'm no
1: longer a killer yeah somebody else does the killing for me
0: yeah that's much better yeah, I know. Just in your little. Do you have to put them in the freezer when you first get them?
1: Yeah, yeah. You put it in the freezer and then you run it under warm water in a Ziploc baggie. That is
0: so gross.
1: Yeah, and then you pull this, like, corpse out of a Ziploc bag. By the tail? Yeah, and then you have to, like, wiggle it around to make the snake think it's alive.
0: And then they just, like, bite it out of your hand? The
1: same way they do normally.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's Kind of cool, fun. though, yeah. It's better than a live one. The fact yeah. that you were sacrificing a little guy.
1: Yeah. We just named them, and I think that's why it was so hard for us. Yeah. We shouldn't have started naming the mice.
0: Yeah, that was, yeah, that was probably the first wrong decision. You probably shouldn't have let Nico see the mice. Yeah. You know, the attachment formed.
1: Yeah. But I think that's about it.
0: (laughs) The spirit of a mother.
1: Oh, I watched an amazing film the other night. What? Uh, Me and Rain and Nico watched it last night. It is called John and the Hold.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry.
1: It's this director John in the hall. Yeah, I think he's Italian. It's the it's this director's first movie that he's ever made. It's about this little boy and he's kind of queer coded, but it's about this little boy and he's rich and lives in blah blah nowhere with his rich family. It's like countryside and there are bunkers built in the countryside for like, you know, crazy and day people. They're like, ah, yeah. the world's ending. Well, some of them are just abandoned and then he this little boy is like, "Oh, Let me lock my parents in there so I can basically just have, like, a weekend that I want to have.
0: Oh, my God. So he locks his parents?
1: Yeah. And he, like, hangs out with a boy and people come check on him. But it's, like, dramatic. And it's shot in, like, the framing is square. Oh. It's a really pretty cinematography. That's truly what, like, kept me captivated the whole time. Yeah. But WoW would recommend. It just came out. What's it on? Uh, I think we watched it on uh, Amazon Prime. I was trying not to say Amazon this episode. I was going to work so hard not to say Amazon. Yeah. But it was like four bucks. I mean, we, were, we rented oh, yeah. it. But it was really good. Would recommend. Very interesting. Uh, John and the Hole.
0: <laughs> I'd like to explore John and his holes. He's literally 13. And Not that John. There's little Johns. <laughs> Don't be so uh, presumptuous. <laughs>
1: <gasps> anyway...
0: Um, Okay, I know this is a TV show, but I Tommy and I watched this TV show. It was called Dispatches from Elsewhere, and it's written by Jason Siegel, and it's an anthology series, and it's really good. It was really good.
1: Is it dramatic? Is it...
0: It's dramatic. It's also humorous a little bit, but it's about this. This is a real thing that happened. So there was um, the Jejun Institute, and uh, they put up flyers everywhere. There's a documentary on it, so this might be... This is what i assume it is based on the article that i read singular one so i'm not well researched in this but uh, basically all of these artists put together this social experiment to see if these people would um get together in these sort of strange circumstances and try and find something for them so they took that idea and they made it into a fictional television show but it's really cool and it's all of these people who are kind of like really lonely or desperate or the um jason siegel's character is like Complete nerd, lives alone, dad just mm. died, you learn all that in, like, the first three minutes. And then, so, he's, like, recruited into this cult. But it's really cool, and it's really well shot, and there's a bunch of, like, red and yellow.
1: You said it's an anthology series? Yeah. Is an anthology the same way that, what's that one Chicago show that's technically an anthology uh, series? But easy. Yeah, and they, like, fold into each other at certain points? Yeah. Is it that similar way? Yeah, so,
0: I think all of it exists in the same... It's really interesting because usually High Maintenance is another anthology Mm, where each story is sort of like a different timeline. The characters are connected through something, but they don't necessarily like know each other and speak to each other. Mm -hmm. But on this one, it's four people. So it's, you get to an episode for each person Ah. in this group of people, but it's not like the same night. It's like how they got into the cult. And then as they progress as a group to find this thing,
1: what's it called one more time?
0: Uh, Dispatches from elsewhere. And what's it on? Amazon Prime.
1: Thank you, Daddy Bezos.
0: Foot, feet, feet, foot.
1: Feet, foot. Feet, foot, foot. Feed. Anyway, you know what time it is. Honk. Welcome back.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey. Katie currently has
1: Elio on their lap.
0: Yeah, I was passionately looking into his eyes.
1: He was very passionate looking back. There was like a fire in his eye when he was looking at you. Yeah. I miss he misses you. I miss guy. He misses you.
0: We'll go for a walk someday. I l- Before Katie Aww. left
1: this apartment when they moved out a few months ago, they were like, I'm going to come back every single day and walk Elio and Bam Bam. Every single day I'm going to come back. I didn't back. say
0: and Bam Bam.
1: <laughs> I think it was implied. You love that dog more than I you do. love Elio. I re- no, I love
0: Elio more.
1: Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, needless to say, Katie has not been back for a single walk.
0: Well. Uh- <laughs> well what? I don't go on many walks these days. I go on walks to smoke (laughs) and go home. (laughs) Sad. Well, I mean it's still like a twenty minute walk, you know, it's like Well you could come down
1: we live four minutes from each other. You could come down, grab the dog, go on another twelve minute walk and come home.
0: Oh my gosh. So if you guys can find where we live, you can live with Nick. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no you have the spare room i don't there's four people can, in this three bedroom you,
0: you can live with us for free you can live you with, can me and with
1: katie free. and tommy for free
0: yeah well for free with a small fee of 400 dollars. <laughs> yeah
1: and splitting the utilities
0: and splitting the utilities and also free they have laundry. a cat oh yeah
1: so you can't she's be allergic pretty. to cats
0: and you can't have another cat because she has cat aids
1: yeah she so. has she's fiv positive
0: She's got a positive outlook on life too. <laughs>
1: Love you, Mono Girl.
0: Paw P A W. Okay, so let's talk about yourself. Anyway,
1: so the topic this week is Tamla Horsford. Have you heard of her?
0: Um yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the Good. story before, but I don't remember it.
1: Oh, I mean it's a recent story. It came out in twenty eighteen.
0: Did and that's why we drink do an episode?
1: Okay, so when I was looking for research for this podcast, I know that I've heard one of my, like, top four podcasts do it. Searched through Mile Higher, couldn't find it. Searched through Sinisterhood, couldn't find it. Searched through And That's Very Drink, couldn't find it. Finally, I just listened to the Morbid episode, which also, thank you, Morbid, you're one of my sources. But I could not find it in any of theirs, and I know one of them did it.
0: Yeah, that's so weird. You know that Lionsgate portal that we just went through last last week last Friday how it could have taken us into an alternate universe no yeah that's because the Lionsgate portal was all about like oh it's a change in time every time Katie said
1: Lionsgate portal they body rolled (laughs) (laughs) they body rolled (laughs) anyway wait what is it
0: Um, it's some astrology thing but apparently it opens I don't know I read a tweet about it but it opens like alternate timelines apparently because of the moon I don't yeah
1: that's pretty cool it's like uh disney marvel's what if
0: yeah yeah so what if one of our podcasts did but we're in a universe where they didn't yeah and that's the only change that we'll notice
1: (laughs) anyway so also my other sources are justicefortam.org and 11 alive uh a quote from the top of justicefortam.org is as follows there are three things about tamla she loved her family she loved her life and she loved you To know Tam, as often people called her, as people. To know Tam (laughs) is. Once again, I forgot I can't read. I forgot I have to focus on reading. (laughs) To know Tam, as people often called her, was to know what pure joy and happiness looks like. How did a beautiful woman with so much life to live and so much to offer the world end up murdered? (laughs) Damn. You probably didn't get any of that because I just (laughs) read it three words by three words. (laughs) Anyway, this
0: is gonna be fun if I can't read tonight. No, it's... I'm so excited. My ah. lip is sticking to my upper tooth. <laughs> okay. Alright. Mm, yes.
1: Tamra Horsford.
0: Tam Horsford.
1: Tamla Horsford, known to besties as Tam was born in the caribbean and loved the heat she absolutely hated the winter and it was common for her to wear a coat indoors as if she was like chilly all the time yeah like she would just complain constantly about it being cold and was like i'm from the sun literally don't blame me (laughs) yeah it would be like 70 inside and she'd be like why is it cold (laughs) turn the heat up but anyway she married this man named leander horsford aka lee uh throughout the story everybody just calls him lee before moving to Forsyth for Lee's job, they lived in Florida. They had five sons together and one daughter from Lee's past relationship. The boys ranged from four to fourteen during the time of this story, and they were married uh, sixteen years by this time. When they moved to Cumming, Georgia, uh, cumming. cumming, yeah, cumming. cumming, when they moved,
0: to- <laughs> uh, Baby, let's move to Cumming.
1: <laughs> the come with me to, cumming. anyway, they moved to Cumming. <laughs> Their daughter stayed in Florida. Uh, So the stepdaughter was older, and she just stayed home. And so just the five boys went with uh, to Georgia. Hmm. So you need to know a little bit about what Forsyth County is and where coming Georgia, like where they're located. Yeah. So Forsyth County, Georgia, is extremely racist, like notoriously racist. Currently, it only has 4% black people in its demographic population. Oh, my God. Which is really low, like the whole county of Forsyth. Uh, And then in 1912, white residents forcefully removed all black people from their county in a racial cleanse of the area. 1,098 people were told that uh, if they tried to stay, that their homes would be burned down or they would be killed.
0: Oh my God. So
1: they displaced 1,098 black people from their homes in like this racial cleanse. They were like, we want to be a whites only county
0: that's disgusting yeah so
1: this went on until the 1980s and in 1987 black organizers held a march and protest to face these issues and at the rally white supremacists showed up with guns and confederate flags screaming that the county should remain racially pure like all of their signs said remain racially pure what year was this 87 Uh, 87 isn't that insane yeah They then marched so this march like ended not great, but then they remarched and twenty thousand plus people showed up in support. Wow. So that's amazing. Yeah, and basically it made it a more okay place for black people to live, but it still is like very racist. racist. Yeah. So I just think that's very important to know. Like obviously that was eighty seven when that happened. The time of the story, it's two thousand eighteen, but Yeah, it's no like,
0: well and that's the 80s weren't that long ago. Confederate 87? flags are still flown yeah. there. Like, Disgusting. Yeah. All oh, of the South.
1: Anyways, everyone was excited to move to Georgia, though. Uh, Lee's job was good, and the boys were really good at football. And the community for football in Georgia is apparently a lot bigger, and there's a lot better coaches there. Like, they're more likely to get recognized for better teams. And oh, Tamla cool. loved being a football mom. Like, hmm. she lived on that, do you want a granola bar, do you need a ride do you want a carpool that's cute she loved being the mom and she also like volunteered everywhere she just wanted to be involved so like all of her friends were like you can see her at the school all the time doing the bake sale having people over to the house like Mm. she was just the mom that all of the kids thought of as like a second mom which was really cute because she moved here and her kids were, like, a really widespread age. So she just, like, met so many different moms and really wanted yeah. to become part of the community. Yeah. Um. And her closest friends always say that she made sure everybody felt included and nobody ever felt uncomfortable when they were around her. And while they were in Georgia, like, the kids were loving it and her and Lee felt more in love, like, each day. So it was, like, the dream life for them. Yeah. They were just so happy.
0: And they, like, found a community.
1: Yeah. Mark. Um, in Georgia, she met new moms, and they basically became her new friend group. So mm-hmm. all of her friends were just other moms. I mean, she moved That'd there later in life. I would, yeah. yeah, and also just the gossip. But she yeah. got close to like, a certain group, but obviously the web of PTO moms is big. So the story takes place when one of the moms, Jean, which her name looks like Jean, but it's Jean.
0: Wait, you're kidding. Yeah,
1: her name is Jean.
0: Jean Mayers?
1: Yeah, Jean Mayers. Uh,
0: <laughs> John Mayers?
1: John Mayer.
0: <laughs> it's the universe where John, John Mayer is. I'm actually just going to call John her John Mayers.
1: this whole time.
0: <laughs> John
1: Jean, Jean, Jean Mayer. And
0: Jean
1: the group is celebrating the 45, 45th
0: <laughs> Celebrating the 45th birthday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the 45th birthday by having an adult sleepover with the football moms from a woman named Stacy Smith at her house tamla decided to go and brought a bottle of nice tequila as a gift this was november 3rd 2018 the last night of tamla's life so tamla got the invite and was not she doesn't know all the people there like she knows Jean, but she doesn't know most of the other people yeah she knew some of them but just wasn't close with them and she was like hesitant to go but then was like you know what lee was like you should go do this she was like Okay, gives me a chance to get away from the kids.
0: Yeah, and she's looking to make friends. She just moved yeah. to this community, and it was still. supposed to be like
1: a girls only night. Yeah. So it was supposed to be fun for her, and f- being from the Caribbean, she was like, "I have to bring." She brought imported tequila.
0: That's so cute. Yeah. That's so oh. nice. So she was so-
1: just like excited to get out and have a little night with like her friends. Yeah. Which is cute so the party began around 7 but tamla showed up around 8 30 because she was making sure the kids had food they were in be- and they were in bed before she left uh she also made sure she made breakfast for the next morning since it was a sleepover so she like fed the kids gave them all showers and baths put them to bed and, and was then also like- made
0: breakfast and made them? breakfast
1: and was like lee do you have this yada yada and he was like yeah i have it and they just like chilled and she went. So just That's like very so cute. cute mom, making She's sure her family like a, is taking care of. She just loves
0: of. her family. Yeah,
1: exactly. Wow. Tamla knew Jean, but not many of the other people at the party. She had seen them in passing, but not close to any of them. Tamla, uh, Tamla gave the bougie tequila. Tamla, <laughs> Tamla gave the bougie tequila to Jean as a gift, and carries on introducing herself to people as she walks in. Later on, Jean tells police the bottle of tequila smelled so bad and almost made her throw up in her mouth.
0: But it was bougie ass imported tequila. Yeah, like this nice ass tequila. But still,
1: Jean was like racist. Ew. No, (laughs) it's gross. What?
0: mm, What happened at this party? It literally
1: made me vomit. This girl, by the way, becomes a character. But she was like, it literally made me vomit in my mouth. It was so. It smelled so nasty. I couldn't.
0: Were they rich in this community? Was this like a wealthier community?
1: Yeah, they had more money.
0: Yeah, but still like a suburby. Yeah. Place.
1: Felt very suburban. Very very DIY mom. Yeah, also there's no good time to do this, but if it wasn't clear already, uh Tamla's the only black person at this party.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh So anyway, this is supposed to be like a girls' night, but Jose uh Barrera, aka John's boy toy and Stacy's husband Tom were hanging out in the basement, but came up for food and hung out with the girls for a short while uh jean's aunt lived in the basement apartment of the home as well uh so she's also at the house okay so basically it's a group of the girlies and then jean's boy toy and stacy's husband because they were supposed to stay home but then jose didn't want to be alone or something that's funny yeah and then they came up to like because grubby men wanted food and then they just like ended up hanging out with the girls that was their plan the whole time yeah literally but anyway, so basically they were just getting drunk and watching a football game that they had planned to watch together. And they were all wearing, like, cute pajamas. They all dressed up in, like, onesies and stuff yeah,
0: to I remember. is Isn't there a picture of that?
1: There's a picture of them I remember sitting that on a picture,
0: together,
1: yeah. And Lee actually called Tamla around 10, and she said that she was having a good time and she was enjoying the night away from the boys, but she just felt a little bit anxious. She felt like there was something a little off. But overall, she was like, I'm laughing, I'm having a good time. Tamla yeah. also can put away alcohol, so she was like, throwing back shots but wasn't getting out of control this whole yeah, time she's she like, just
0: like i can't do this alone. yeah she was just I, like yeah Oof,
1: need the alcohol to feel good yeah, but she that's was having like fun. when
0: you're about to go to the grocery store but you have to smoke a joint first yeah you ever do that you know, yeah all the time yeah but don't do it at target their lighting is so scary sorry just <laughs> had to let you know <laughs> Trigger warning targets are scary when you're <laughs>
1: oh okay. um, so tamla also after she called lee facetimed her daughter and her son to show them off to the party 'Cause her daughter her stepdaughter was in Florida. Yeah. So she was just like, Look at my like she, she was really proud of her. Just that she was yeah. doing well, blah, blah blah blah. Which is just very cute. Like Yeah. Even at this night away from the kids, she was still just thinking about her kids.
0: Yeah. And it was like, Look at my friends, friends, look at my kid. Yeah. Oh.
1: So after the game ended, they played card games and got even more drunk. At one point some of them, including Tamla, stepped out to partake in some <coughs> But only one person during the investigation agreed that they smoked with Tamla. The others acted weird and defensive when they were asked if they smoked with Tamla that night. So later on, when they were all asked if they were smoking weed, they were like, I would fucking never. What do I look like? But one of them
0: was like a group of us smoked weed outside.
1: Yeah. They were like, We were smoking weed outside. (laughs)
0: I cannot believe. I cannot believe.
1: It's also weird because there's like a large group of people here. So throughout the story, you see them have separate stories, but slowly develop the same story as time So goes as on. though
0: they practiced.
1: Yeah. So after they were getting drunk and they smoked, uh, at some point in that night, Tamla got her phone and keys taken away from her by the other people. And this wasn't in the original reports of the following day after her death, but it was found out in like later investigations that yeah. night they took her keys away from her being like no you can't drive home right now you're drunk but then they also took her phone away from her
0: oh so you can't call anyone either yeah oh that's scary oh that's scary that's scary and how do we <clears throat> even know that she was getting oh I guess she FaceTimed her, her yeah. kids so we do know that she was drunk
1: mm-hmm. Oof. as the night went on some of the moms KO'd from drinking so much that, that they had to be carried to bed but Tamla could handle her liquor and looked merely buzzed this night slowly as the rest of the moms either left or went to bed it was left down to tamla and bridget fuller at 1 45 a.m bridget's husband picks her up and the women hug and tamla is the only person left up in the house so bridget is as far as we know the last person to see her and bridget and tamla are good friends okay so yeah and bridget later on i don't talk about it morbid if you have the time listen to it they do it at the very end of their podcast yeah they are so funny when talking about Bridget in the interviews because she's really rambunctious and she is like I'm just, I'm, I'm like the mom of the moms, I just want to take care of everybody like if I can do anything more let me know like even on that night the kids were the first thing in my thoughts, blah 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 like, yeah. was just very much like hybrid, rambunctious yeah. and you could tell she was just anxious in her interviews so she was just like speaking Yeah. but the people on Morbid do a really good job at reenacting it oh, really? it's really funny, <laughs> yeah so Tamla's the last person up in the house at 1.45 a.m.
0: Okay. And Bridget was the last person who saw her?
1: Yeah. Before okay. her husband picked her up.
0: Do you think Bridget was anxious because she did it? It killed her? I don't know. So Bridget was just her friend?
1: It's an interesting theory. Let's put a pin in that. Okay. The next morning around 8 a.m., the aunt from the basement, Madeline, so Jean's aunt that lives in the basement, got up to make coffee and saw clothing in the yard and recognized Tamla's pajamas from the night before. But Tamla wasn't wearing a coat or and didn't have shoes on. And so at this time, like, it was November. It was cold. It was chilly. So at the night, it was, like, below 30 degrees. Oh, God. And she was in her pajamas, which and were, like, Dalmatian. And she already
0: inside.
1: She was really cold all the time. So even if she went out, because she also, like, smoked cigarettes, even if she went out to smoke a cigarette, she would have, like, put her coat and shoes on, you know? Yeah. So why would she have been in the yard, just in her pajamas? No shoes, no coat.
0: Yeah god that is so terrifying
1: madeline immediately got on her knees and said a prayer before doing anything else so madeline then runs around the house hears a shower on goes back knocks on a door is trying to figure out like where jose is she's looking for jose barrera jean's boy toy because jose barrera works for the police he's not a police officer but he's a court officer
0: so and she doesn't probably want to look at Oh, that's scary.
1: Yeah. So at eight forty-five, she knocks on John's door, asking for Jose and only Jose to come out to talk to him. She tells him about Tamil face down in the backyard, saying that his friend from the islands needs to get checked on in the back.
0: That is so disgusting. These people are all just racist. Literally.
1: Aren't they? Also, apparently, when Madeline knocked on the door, John was like, "Hold on, we're naked. He needs to get dressed." Yeah. Like very flamboyant about him being naked. It was apparently, like, uncomfortable for Madeline. She talks about it in her interview.
0: Was, wait, was Madeline just a friend?
1: Madeline was the aunt.
0: Oh, so, oh, well, the aunt was probably just uncomfortable, right? Like, yeah, but it's uh, also just weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We used to do that. <laughs> <You> yeah. <would. laughs>
1: so, basically, Madeline was just like, Jose knows what to do. He's a police officer. Yeah. He should be able to get this, which was a horrible decision. Tamla was never checked to see if she was breathing. She was never performed, or never had CPR performed on her. And she just laid their face down. So he says at one point he touched her back to see if she was breathing. At another point he says, I don't know, I didn't touch her. At another point he says, she, I had to move her, I tried moving her.
0: So he just can't get a story straight. Can't
1: get a story straight. So I, I think that he probably just didn't touch her. But he says he touched her back.
0: Because then he was like, oh, that looks so stupid if I didn't touch her.
1: Yeah, but then another time he says, he's like... I don't know, I didn't touch her, I didn't look at her, like, I didn't get a close enough look. But then he also says that there was a cut on her wrist. What? He literally just, like, changes this, anyway. um So, he only touched her back, he says, at some point, that he touched her back to see if she was breathing, and then he tried to move her leg and she was stiff, which the current time of her death being right... Are being sometime after one forty-five a.m. So after Bridget saw her, yeah, and eight a.m. in the morning. So with it being sometime in between there, uh, and due to how cold it was, with it dropping below thirty that night, rigamortis wouldn't have sat Who's in. Who's
0: rigamortis? Rick and Morty, <laughs> that one TV show. <laughs> yeah, that one.
1: But rigamortis wouldn't have sat in.
0: What's rigamortis? Like? Oh,
1: it's where your body stiffens.
0: Oh, and like, like you after can't move, death? and you
1: have to break rigamortis. So like it sounds, it's like breaking a bone. Oh God. Yeah, and so he was like i tried moving her leg and she was just so stiff that it wouldn't bend and i was like why would you be moving her leg if she was face down like wouldn't you be like trying to get her Flip face her out over. of the ground yeah, yeah. and her, but her body would have needed many more hours is what i'm trying to say to in be, to be
0: in, in that
1: state of rigor mortis that he claims yeah. he is at, she is at this point come to find out her arm one of her arms gets moved
0: mm and it wasn't in rigor mortis; only her leg.
1: Leg, yeah. So hmm. at eight fifty-nine a.m., Jean calls nine-one-one and tells them everything about the party and says that they were partying really hard, like they were super drunk, is making really emphasis on like they were in and out of the deck. They were all really drunk, uh, and then now in the morning, one of them is quote face planted. She used the word face planted. Can you hear the dog barking? Can you? <laughs> So on while she's talking to nine one one, she says that one of them face planted and that she probably fell from the raised deck off like their balcony in the back. And she hands the phone to Jose then, and then he mentions a cut on her wrist and says it looks self inflicted and says she isn't breathing. That I'm a one dish bastard, never asked to do CPR, so he never instructs Jose to do CPR. Okay. For why? So that's a bad job yeah. too. And goes to investigation, and like the guy on the nine one one thing asks if she jumped. He asks if she's suicidal, and Jose literally says, "I don't know her. I just met her." He's like, "I don't know who this lady is. I don't know if she's suicidal."
0: Well, that is true, right? Didn't he just yeah? He literally
1: just met her. Like he doesn't really know her that well. Yeah. So it's just funny. The guy's, like trying to ask, and he's like, "I don't fucking know." know.
0: I just met her. Yeah. (laughs) I literally don't know.
1: Uh, so then the dispatcher asks how high the deck is and jose replies it's about 20 feet if you were standing on the railing so the story has changed from her accidentally falling to her standing on the railing and jumping down like why would he say if she was standing on the railing
0: that it was like her falling 20 feet
1: like that's a weird way to say to describe how tall it is
0: yeah yeah why wouldn't you be like it's about like six feet tall
1: Well, if somebody was, like, pointing at a duck and be like, how tall is it off the ground? You'd just be like, 15 feet. You wouldn't be like... 20 feet. Well, if they were standing on the railing... 20 feet. Then it would be 20, like...
0: Yeah, that's manipulating the story a little. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
1: This is when Jose tells the (laughs) dispatcher... this is when jose lets the dispatcher know that they have security cameras and they will check them the 911 dispatcher never told jose not to touch them as that's tampering with evidence but instead lets it continue the footage was never given you're to the joking
0: police. me so he's like we've got footage like i'll just check it for he's you he's
1: like it would have got the whole the thing police. yeah it would have got the whole thing like we have it and then the police just never asked for it
0: that's so fucked up oh that's fucked up
1: yeah Lead investigator Christian gets there at 9.07 a.m. The officers see Jose, who they knew, where they determine Tamla is dead. So the officers get there and they're like, hey, dude, what's up? What's going on? He's like, oh, I know you guys from the court. Yeah, what's There's up? this girl in my backyard that's dead. And they're like, she's dead? And they're like, he's dead. And they're like, oh, okay, let's call the coroner. Which yeah. police officer can't determine death. Only an EMS can determine death.
0: So they didn't call an EMS?
1: No. So they never, once again, didn't get her any help. Which? What if her moving the arm wasn't Jose moving the arm? Was literally her moving, moving her own arm. arm? Yeah. When like she was what like touched. She, yeah. Anyway, because it was during the 911 call that he goes inside, and later on he claims during that 911 call that he went inside to get the phone. The arm was moved, and he says, I, I didn't move the arm."
0: That is so. Well, what if she moved? What?
1: Yeah. Uh, so the coroner's come and the body. So no one has checked
0: to see if she's breathing or if her heart is beating, like no one's touched the body?
1: Oh, well the coroner comes and she's dead.
0: Yeah, but not until the coroner comes, does someone touch the body? No. Oh, that's fucked
1: yeah uh the coroner comes and retrieves her body and yeah so tamla was found with one arm up and one arm down her right wrist was the one that was above her and it was swollen and dislocated like her wrist was broken oh god her body was sent to gbi which is the georgia bureau of investigation to investigate it because the original coroner thought the body was in a weird position and had an unusual lack of blood around her so they were like for her having a cut on her wrist and her falling the way she fell like, she was face down in the ground, so, so she her, could blood, her face would yeah. have pooled with blood, if, like, that's how she died.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so... Uh, so... Imagine that feeling, dude. Like, yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah.
1: The investigators recall and interrogate everyone who was at the party focusing on those that stayed the night. Although all of the partygoers shared a common room between being questioned, which could lead to them developing a common story before entering the investigation room. So basically they kept them in like a holding cell
0: before they investigated them
1: all together.
0: That is so gosh darn stupid. So oh they all God. could be like,
1: okay, what's our story? Let's make sure we get it. And it's funny because as they go down investigating each one and each one and each one, the story becomes more concise.
0: Like they practiced it each round. Yeah. That's so, that's sketchy.
1: We currently know that a few other people had left earlier that morning to get to work, kids, etc. But the last people are leaving in the morning with Stacy and Tom at 7, 10 a.m. So a few people saved the night. I think it was, like, six of them ended up staying the night. And they all started leaving at, like, 6 a.m. Because they had to get to work. They had to go home to take care of the kids and get the kids ready to school. Yeah. But nobody saw Tamla in the backyard until Madeline got up to make coffee.
0: At 8.45?
1: At 8.10, I think is exactly when
0: oh, she... Oh, so 7.10, that's an hour. So she could have been...
1: During the questioning, Jose changes a story saying that he saw Tamla up after Bridget left that night. Tamla was about to smoke a cigarette, and then she said that she was going to go to sleep on the couch and just sleep until the next morning. He went from saying that he didn't see her for a while, he didn't remember the last time that he saw her before she went to bed. And then Jean's like, yeah, I saw her uh, pretty early in the night. And she begged me to stay up and was like, oh, this is a girl's night. Can we just hang out? I don't get these very often. And Jean was like, no, I have to go to bed. I'm tired. I'm drunk. Yada, yada, and went to bed. And then that was the last time they saw her. Bridget was the last person to see her. Yeah. Now, Jose's saying after Bridget left, he saw her again about to go have a cigarette on the deck.
0: So he's changing his story. He's lying. He's changing lying. his story. He's lying.
1: It's also during this investigation that each of the party guests mentioned at some point in the night something happened that made Tamala no longer want to stay but instead go home. But they wouldn't let her drive to, to her being drunk and high. The Morbid Podcast makes a really good point about this.
0: They also took away her phone. They took right? away her
1: phone, yeah. Which is, like, why she couldn't. But motherfucking Uber.
0: Yeah, she could have just Ubered and then Ubered back the next day. Like it's, or her husband could have driven her yeah, well, home. Yeah, well, even if she could if have, she could have just
1: Ubered home... She didn't need to drive. Like, there was no reason they could have taken her keys, sure, but why her phone? Yeah. Why wouldn't you let her Uber because she wanted to go home? What happened that made her feel so uncomfortable?
0: Literally, like, why? And she was kind of excited, like, maybe anxious, but...
1: Yeah, so, and it doesn't... During the call with her husband, everything was fine. Yeah. So, something between the call with her husband and her kids... Yeah. And the next morning, something happens. And everybody who was there says something happened. They don't go into details about what happened. They just say, oh, something happened that made her feel uncomfortable. She changed. Like, you could tell that she changed. Weird. In the new report, Jose also said that he found an unlit cigarette on the porch and he picked it up as he was cleaning up that morning. Where before, he said that he was woken up by Madeline to check on Tamla, Not already And didn't Madeline say that too? Madeline said that she woke him up, yeah. But now... So that's
0: also a lie.
1: He's changing the story to, oh yeah, I was up cleaning that morning. I, I found a cigarette on the floor. I went back to my room, blah, blah, blah. The other people also said they were up cleaning that morning before they left, but nobody saw her in the backyard somehow. So if the, Madeline saw her from the kitchen where she was grinding coffee and they were cleaning up after a party, you think you'd be going in and out of the kitchen a lot. Yeah. Well, if you're trying to help the design clean up. of the
0: house, but like if you're cleaning up, yeah. Like, so
1: if you have a group of six people, nobody peered no in the backyard the and saw something all? that this old lady saw in the yard?
0: yeah no one bothered to look <laughs> or was uh, it not there the,
1: the yeah well exactly the story changes one last time when Jean is interviewed to her and jose boasting tamla as she was about to go have the cigarette so all of a sudden Jean comes in for one of her interviews and is like oh yeah i was there too when jose saw her before she had her cigarette and said that she was just gonna sleep on the couch until the morning so her story now changes Because they're, like, developing a more concise story. Yeah. Jean and Jose then started to over-assist and ask his the police. They were eager to share their security notification app that tracked doors, Uh, most of them opening and closing at times that made sense, except for a door being left open to the deck and a door being left open to the garage at 1.40 a.m.
0: Okay, so that was right before Bridget went home.
1: Yeah. Right before Bridget went home, the garage door opened, and the back door deck went open. So, actually, both of them opened, closed, and then opened again within, um, like, two minutes from each other.
0: That's weird. Yeah. Why? So they, they opened, doing?
1: closed, and then opened again. And then they were left open. And also, if they got up cleaning the next morning, you think that somebody would be like, Oh, the door is open.
0: Yeah. So the door was left open? Yeah. And go- oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's sketchy. No.
1: When the family of Tamla found out, they were obviously devastated, and Lee worked really closely with the police, and like really suspected that there was more going on he didn't believe it for a second that it was an accident they were trying to pin that she was either too drunk and she fell or she was suicidal and she fell but she was never she never showed any signs of being sad and she uh like handled her alcohol really well like being from the caribbean she was like very proud of how much she could drink and put away and like keep up with the boys you know yeah it was just like he was like i don't think this was
0: yeah it, her doing he thinks that someone murdered her
1: a toxicology report came back and she had uh. a point two eight blood alcohol level so i think legal driving gets to be under point zero eight. <coughs> so she was like multiple times the legal limit okay. um there were also traces of marijuana and xanax oh, and xanax she was is, not yeah. prescribed xanax
0: xanax is a hard drug yeah too so like that would fuck you up like mm-hmm. that yeah uh, all of those yeah. things so she together. was
1: suspected to be drugged so she didn't have a prescription for xanax and everybody in her life was like she ha- she never had taken it before there was no reason for her to yeah, have no, it then yeah no she's a mom yeah you know? like, why well, which the only thing i that? could think is being around that group of people maybe one of them had it and when she was feeling anxious maybe one of them that was her friend she was like i'm feeling anxious yeah and they maybe gave her one or maybe
0: it was like slipped into a drink or peer pressured or something yeah or- the whole group is like it's my xanax prescription
1: yeah the coroner results also came back with cuts on tamla's fingers shins and forearms severe injuries on the back of her head neck and torso superficial cuts and bruises including some on her forehead left eyebrow nose chin and temple a fracture in her c2 vertebrae and a laceration in her heart which can be caused from blunt force trauma Although no facial bones were broken, her blurring was still bleeding.
0: Yo, they killed her. Someone killed her. Yeah, so she
1: broke her C2. That would kind of make sense if she fell, but all of the other stuff doesn't make sense. Like, why would she have all of these other cuts and bruises when she was falling directly down unless she, like, bounced like a ball? Yeah, yeah. And then also well,
0: and the, br- the internal damp and the nose. And- well, I guess that would make sense. But, but like her a- nose wasn't
1: broken. None of her facial bones were broken. And, and supposedly she landed face first and broke her neck
0: and cuts on her fingers. And, and she shit? had
1: brain bleeding, but none of her face, like There's none was no of her blood weak in her face at all. Yeah. yeah there wasn't pull. any blood found in her mouth, like in her eyes and her ears and her nose. There was no blood in her orifices, oh. which doesn't make sense, especially because she was face down. So if she would have had blunt force trauma and being face down, that would pool. So it just doesn't make any sense why there wasn't enough blood around the body if that were to happen. Um, Also picture if you're falling, even if you're drunk, your first thing is going to be to not fall on your face. Like as a human reaction, you're going to go to tuck into your shoulder and like curl into a ball. Or
0: like protect it.
1: So she should have been on her back or like on her side. It doesn't make sense why she would be on her face. And also, her body was originally found with her hands to her sides is what the final story comes down to. But that's And not so true. why would she be, like, arms backwards, yeah, face just first? Like, and no then way. Jose's like, oh, all of a sudden, her right arm was up? Like, what? Also, why would you fall? Her body...
0: Like this. This is like a cartoon. That's such a yeah. cartoon. It is a
1: weird... Yeah, like the... Pose. Yeah. The outline of a dead body.
0: Yeah, just the leg twisted to the right. Yeah, yeah. literally. <laughs>
1: I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. And so he was trying to bend her leg, which means both of her legs were straight. So it doesn't make sense for a human body to, if it were to land an impact like that, it doesn't make sense for how she was positioned.
0: Yeah. Like she was put there after she died. So
1: no photos were taken during the autopsy though, which is literally against like coroner code. So normally you need these photos to prove something in court. Yeah. And, and they didn't no photos were taken of any of these wounds, which all showed that it was more than falling. Like the corner was like, I think it could be more, but also it could just be like the trauma of it. Yeah, but from her that's bullshit from that, high. that
0: is so bullshit.
1: yeah. So more interviews happened in the weeks after the party where the stories got more succinct, and the interviews would commonly take place in John's house. John and Jose would joke with the officers and at one point offered them gift cards. Uh, You're
0: joking. They're bribing. Literally,
1: literally. The bribing and prying got so bad that the officers literally had to tell Jean that she could not interrupt the interviews anymore. She also made jokes about not having the officer's number saved and needing to save them in her phone for future reference, like would like flirt with them.
0: You're joking me.
1: Yeah, so she would like... Or to the
0: point where they were like, "Oh, okay, Bring them chill. food. You gotta and chill.
1: Off- <laughs> they were interviewing Madeline, the aunt, and on the recording of it she comes in and she's like ha 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 i'm gonna start charging you rent you guys are like roommates now blah, blah blah and then talks to them and is like oh well i got you guys gift cards by the way in case you needed food and they were like we can't take that from you
0: yeah, that's a bribe.
1: Yeah, and then they asked to send the times of the doors opening and closing over, yeah. and she was like, oh, officer, I have your number saved, but I don't have your number saved. What's yours again? I need to make sure I save my phone this time. Like, I'll need it in the future. We'll just, like, I can't with believe
0: them. that. Yeah. Oh, my God god yeah. that's disgusting
1: uh during Jean's further interview she elaborates on the events of the morning creating smaller lies talks to them about her arm not originally being upward and someone moved tamla's arm she also talked about hearing through the grapevine that tamla did coke
0: but that's not true like was a mom literally and they just had a little suburban cute life she had four kids and the whole
1: partying too much is literally she was so excited to finally have this night out away from her kids like she's a full-time mom five kids
0: and she probably had anxiety like not knowing anyone and just moving and being the only black person at that party literally must have been hard yeah Jesus. Um, I So investigations
1: it. lulled as evidence was not collected um, from the areas around the case, and police failing to secure the crime scene erased most of the evidence. So they never did the test that makes you check for blood. They never did that testing... Yeah. They never did a whole bunch of testings that they should have done because they weren't approaching it from a homicide case perspective.
0: They just, yeah.
1: With the racial tones of Tamla Horsford's surroundings, the events that occurred that night that we know of, the ever-changing stories of the people who were there, it seems to point to foul play. With the Black Lives Matter movement rising in 2020, this case was brought back into the limelight, although no new information was found. As of July 30th, 2021, the GBI has announced that it is no longer investigating this case with any suspicion of murder there are officially no charges warranted to the death of tamla horsford and that's it like they're saying they're not proceeding yo on any are
0: there any like ways that we could
1: i think right now they're looking lee is looking at a wrongful death going from civil court because most of the time you can at least get him in civil court but apparently jean is sue happy so she sued a lot of people out of this damn so So she
0: got rich off of what is killing one of her friends yeah a murder
1: maybe killing one of her friends because she didn't do it that we know of so far tamla died via accident is what it finally came down to
0: but that's not true right like that's not true she
1: my lawyer says it is i mean
0: like and we cannot we cannot say if it
1: is or not true but
0: oh so there's conspiracy theories that are here's
1: me a major (laughs) conspiracist
0: yeah i would say that i subscribed to that conspiracy theory deeply and i don't think it's a conspiracy and
1: yeah so that is the story of tamla horsford um this story was actually a picture was circulating of them sitting on the couch on twitter this week and it didn't have any information around it. it didn't even have tamla's name on it and I quote tweeted it and was like, this is a really important story. Not many people know about it. And our friend Mira, Mira, if you're listening to the podcast, everybody say, hi, Mira. Hi, Mira. Uh, said, you better do it on this podcast this week, you pussy ass bitch. And I said, okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Stop. The well, fans, Mira, the I fans. hope you're listening. Yeah, the fans. Oh, <laughs> Are you also, one of our six? this week's <laughs> sound is from my other friend, Marissa. Everybody say, hi, Marissa. Thank hi, you. Hi, Marissa.
0: Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. This is for you, Marissa.
1: You're lucky we haven't brought the sound box out at all. Oh. Now it's just going to keep going. Yep. Yep. Anyway, I know this wasn't a very funny story this week. No, but it's important. And we didn't crack very many jokes. But I think it is a very important story. Yeah. I feel like there are so many of these stories. And we could do a story about a black woman dying for years on this podcast every single week and and
0: the case remaining unsolved
1: and the case remaining unsolved and or it never going in favor of the family uh, yeah mm-hmm. so i don't know i think it's important and i hope that someday some type of justice comes to this case yeah even if it's in civil court i just lee that's is now so raising sad. six kids on his own that is
0: so sad and they were happy
1: they were really happy that's the thing lee was like we have ne- we had never been happier he was like, we finally had a job, like, I was working a job that really supported us. She had more free time to actually, like, do things with other moms and the kids, and...
0: Yeah, she was making friends. Yeah. Building, yeah.
1: So, and if it was an accident, then that fucking sucks, but I don't but think it no, was.
0: But, no, there's no way. Yeah. No way.
1: So, Yeah, and she left, around, she left behind a four-year-old. That Isn't insane? That is so sad,
0: and she, well, I assume that she wouldn't have, like, tried to die. You yeah, know? like... Yeah.
1: She loved what she was doing.
0: Yeah, she loved her life. Sad. Well, thank you for this story.
1: You're welcome. Loved it. Uh, Girl boss gatekeep gaslight.
0: I feel gatekept from sleep and relaxation. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> yeah. miss your
1: sleep demons?
0: I miss my sleep demons. Okay, but sometimes, okay, the other night, really, it was like, the other night, I was in bed and Tommy mm-hmm. wasn't home yet. And I swore that I saw like I was like oh my god is there a light on the other side of this window and I like looked out and I thought that I saw a light it was just a car so was just parking I was
1: <laughs> um I've been spending more time in this apartment alone and I don't know if it's because I'm in the side of the house and our previous roommate also experienced our previous roommates plural also experienced yeah. more things in this room and on the side of the house due to the mirrors but I have started experiencing way more things
0: like
1: what um just like footsteps the dog's looking the dog's barking like i've heard my name a few times i'll see like bugs flying that aren't there weird yeah like it'll look like big bugs have flown like it'll be like two big bugs flying and then i like look where they landed and they're not there
0: i hate that Mm -mm. no thank you
1: so yeah just (laughs) some weird stuff and also like me and nico already had the dining room window opening and slamming and sam being touched on the shoulder in the dining room and yeah. Like I feel like most of the stuff happens on the side of the house. Yeah. And it's been happening way more often. So I just gotta get it and good get good with the ghosty again.
0: No thank you. No thank you. No, no, no thank
1: no. you. Anyway, I feel girl bossy.
0: Oh yeah. You I just are bought a girl some boss. new plants
1: and planted a whole bunch of new baby plants.
0: Did 113 plant tasks.
1: On oh, I, Planta today, the yeah. plant app that helps mm-hmm. me keep track of all of my billions of plants. Because Sponsor us. I, Yeah, please plant a, please sponsor me. I literally have a billion plants. I will send you so many pictures. Please.
0: Three sentence summary?
1: Oh, shit. Taki mushrooms. Three Mm -hmm. sentence summary.
0: Tamla loved life, and it was taken from her. Let's change that. (laughs) Or let's help her family, at least. (laughs) There was a, like, dot, dot, dot there. And now a period. That was all three sentences. I forgot to get the periods, but each i think we got it yeah yeah.
1: i think that we can add up those yeah
0: yeah you know there was a you can place the periods wherever
1: (laughs) ambiguous periods
0: ambiguous periods that's a good name for a band
1: that is i'm nobody take it so here's the thing what if you haven't found us already you need to find us yeah on instagram twitter
0: and the facebook snapchat no
1: linkedin no myspace tiktok never tiktok nick hates tiktok i hate tiktok anyway we are uh killer crush podcast search us find us love us beat me if you want to reach katie
0: yeah Mm-hmm. come live with me come on please i just got a carpet
1: also <laughs> send send us sounds for weeks uh for, for weeks <laughs> for weeks please
0: it's what we will listen to instead of music for the week
1: <laughs> yeah just your random noises. Also, if you have a recommendation, maybe start like mentioning us or something on social medias. Yeah. We'll we'll keep we'll keep on top of that.
0: We'll do whatever story you guys ask us to do.
1: Yeah, I kind of like the social media influencing us.
0: Yeah, that was cool.
1: Give the people what they want. Yeah. Holy shit! I also found a podcast that you guys should listen to if you don't. It's similar to us. I didn't even know there was someone out there close to us. It's called THC, Truly High Crime.
0: That's a good name. Is
1: a good name. That's good. Yeah. So, also, if Truly High Crime is listening to this, hello, I just started listening to you. You should... Be our m- friend. Be our friend. And Let's collab. We could do this together.
0: And then we could kiss.
1: And... I Please fill that link out below Um, for the sounds. Yeah.
0: Uh And we love you.
1: And my, We
0: love you so I'm much. I'm sorry. Bye. Bye. <coughs> <coughs>